Welcome to the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions, a leading source for interprofessional collaboration to improve health. Useful insights about publishing in this organization's Journal of Allied Health can be found in a top podcast series featuring episodes narrated by its editor, Dr. Thomas Elwood. Listeners not only will obtain valuable information about transformational developments in the wider world of journal publications, but also views on peer review and reasons why manuscripts either are accepted or rejected. So listen, learn, and enjoy. Welcome to a series of podcasts based on editorials that were published between 2008 and 2020 in the Journal of Allied Health. These items are a companion piece to a book in both print and ebook formats that is entitled From Fish to Philosopher. The editorials represent an effort to convey how the journal continues to evolve from one quarterly issue to the next by reflecting changing sets of circumstances during that time period. The intended audience consists of prospective authors who consider submitting manuscripts to the Journal of Allied Health. They will have an opportunity to learn about some inner workings of this publication. A second group comprises readers and listeners with a broad interest in the universe of professional periodicals who may benefit by learning more about various topics such as open access, impact factors, gender-related issues, predatory journals, and replicability. Episode 9, Fall 2010 Issue. Tole Lege in the context of an inch wide and a mile deep. Because of the plague, the Renaissance artist Benozzo Gozzoli left his native city of Florence and moved to San Gimignano, where in the church of Sant'Agostino he painted a series of frescoes. One depicts St. Augustine in the act of reading scripture upon hearing the voice of a child say, Tole lege, tole lege, take up and read, which he interpreted as a divine command. As noted in the editorial of the spring issue of the Journal of Allied Health, 63,000 new articles are indexed each month in PubMed, the National Library of Medicine's public access portal by health-related publications. Attempting to estimate how many of these items are essential to enhance the effectiveness of health professionals would entail pure guesswork. It should be obvious that given the plethora of information that is available, simply trying to stay abreast of developments in one's own specialty can pose a major challenge to following the dictates of tole lege. Consequently, it is not particularly uncommon to possess knowledge that is the equivalent of being an inch wide and a mile deep. Our journal is somewhat unusual insofar as it reflects developments across a broad range of professions that commonly are listed under the rubric of allied health. Accordingly, there is a potential for cross-pollination of ideas. For example, an article dealing with dietetics may contain information of value to readers of other allied health professions helping them to view matters from a different perspective. As wide a spectrum that allied health represents, along with the huge volume of literature in related areas, such as medicine and nursing, there are other spheres that offer rich sources of cogitation. Anthropological literature in the periodical human organization furnishes an example. 
An article by Buxer in the fall 2009 issue offers a good illustration of how institutional constraints on time, space, and movement can profoundly affect the ability of individuals with Tourette syndrome to manage perceptions of their symptoms. Demographic scholarship constitutes another source of valuable insights regarding health. As cited in the February 2010 issue of Demography, in her presidential address to the Population Association of America last year, Harris stated that population scholars have been studying health disparities, focusing on the most fundamental health outcome of all, death, with a rich and deep literature on mortality differentials. A wealth of demographic research has examined socioeconomic differentials, including income, educational, occupational, and social class differences in mortality, and by extension, morbidity and disability. The reductionist scientific method undergirds much health care that is delivered in the 21st century. Discoveries at the levels of physiology, anatomy, and genomics continue to affect healthcare technology and service delivery, but the health status of any individual is considerably more than the absence of disease or the reversal of pathology. As important as it might be to do so from the standpoint of achieving a major public policy objective, aiming to provide every inhabitant of the U.S. with a health insurance card offers no guarantee that all will enjoy a state of satisfactory health. Other factors such as income, type of employment, quality of housing, neighborhood safety, physical fitness, transportation availability, immigration status, genomics and family health history, and personal health beliefs beliefs also have key roles to play in determining health outcomes. Readers with an interest in the general topic of the power of health beliefs may find it advantageous to obtain a copy of Miracle Cures, Saints, Pilgrimages, and the Healing Power of Belief, a book by Robert A. Scott that was published this year. A former deputy director at the Stanford University Center for Advanced Study in the Behavioral Sciences, he addresses the question of why in an age of advanced biotechnology and medicine, the millions go on pilgrimages. Using research in biomedical and behavioral science, he examines accounts of miracle cures at medieval, early modern, and contemporary shrines. He inquires into the power of relics and apparitions, the transformative nature of sacred journeying, and shines light on the roles that belief, hope, and emotion can play in healing. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more about the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions at ASAHP.org.